Welcome to the Needle Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Carl. For the end of the year and for the holidays, I wanted to share a special episode that's a little warm and fuzzy, a story about how technology can bring distant objects together. Today, we're going to talk about family and digital. A lot of folks have heard and used tools such as 23andMe and Ancestry.com to explore their heritage and locate family. I am thrilled because today we're going to talk to Thalen Burns, who was able to reunite with his biological father and with multiple siblings through using these services. Also, since we're marketing geeks here, we'll walk through what he did, and then he'll share a few tactics and tips. I think entrepreneurs and marketers can have a good world with this topic too. And heck, we talk a lot about acquiring new customers and making new connections. Even in episode four of this podcast, we were talking about business networking. This actually ties in well, because what's a better way to network than expanding your bloodline? That's what 23andMe does in a certain way. Today on the podcast, our guest, Thalen Burns, will dive into his story about finding family members. And to begin, he and I are first and foremost good friends outside of the podcast. We're both in digital as a profession. Thalen works as a software developer at the New York Times, and we're in an extended group of close friends. And I'm a little nervous today because some of those folks in our family are probably listening in. I do recall specifically a year ago, overhearing a series of conversations and progress that he was mentioning reconnecting with long lost close relatives. And yeah, the moment I heard him talk about it, I was thinking this has got to be shared because it can encourage others. So Dalen and I are going to talk through this topic today. Can't wait to dive in. So with that, welcome to the show, Thalen. How's it going? (laughs) It's great to have you. So as an intro, can you tell us about what got you interested in using a service like 23andMe to locate family members? Right. So my wife is adopted and we thought it'd be interesting to see if we could find any relatives of hers through one of these services. And 23andMe seemed good because it didn't require a, a monthly payment plan or any shenanigans like that. So I got her that for Christmas. And then shortly after, I was like, ah, why not? I might as well do it too. So that's pretty much what it boiled down to. I just figured it'd be interesting and see some fun little tidbits on my genetic disposition and whatnot. Got it. Had you heard a lot about 23andMe before from other people? Not really, no. Okay. No, it was just sort of in the, sort of like the new thing. Got it. Like when was that? approximately a few years ago maybe okay. no two like two, two years, years ago. ago yeah a couple of years ago cool yes and that's interesting that you didn't have this mission to reunite your family you were just curious right i mean i throughout my life i never knew who my father was i just knew that he was a member of the hell's angel biker club and my mom told me he was some sort of austrian apparently that's what she thought so yeah there had been times when i'd wonder but in the grand scheme of things, I really didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't have any sort of goal of finding this unknown person in my life. Interesting. Okay. So let me do a little roundup of 23andMe. And I mean, everyone's heard of it, you know, but I did a little bit of research and dug into some numbers about it. 23andMe is a popular service and now has over 10 million subscribers and over 26 million people have used DNA at home kits like 23andMe, Ancestry.com, and others. I think what makes these numbers 
significant is that the more people that register, actually the easier it becomes to connect relatives. You know, for those people that might've tried out these services out three or four years ago, the pool was much smaller. So I'd recheck the account because you might actually see additional connections. So let's talk through the a quick run through of the founders of 23andMe and the origins of the company. Really interesting. It was started by two women and one of the co-founders, Ann Wojcicki, is still at the helm over a decade later. Ann Wojcicki has a really good bio. The next time the topic of female founder comes up, her name should definitely be mentioned. Pretty badass, actually. She went to Yale, worked as a Wall Street healthcare analyst, was previously married to Sergey Brin, the co-founder of Google, and started 23andMe in 2006. And Ann Wojcicki's inspiration for the company was something we can relate to. She was unhappy with how American healthcare works. Like I remember a friend once telling me after watching a popular TV series, and he said, the one thing I learned from the show Breaking Bad was how the US healthcare system could turn a nice teacher into a drug lord killing machine. And Walter White actually had health insurance. And what just he's big beef was just that as a healthcare analyst on Wall Street, she saw front and center how companies monetize illness, there wasn't a business model out there that rewarded staying healthy because wellness doesn't generate doctor's visits, the need for drug treatments, hospital stays, et cetera. And obesity was her famous example that obesity works for U.S. healthcare because those people, they will need to pay for 20 years of continuing healthcare service given their propensity for heart disease, diabetes, this and that before passing on. And 20 years of needing health treatments generates a lot of money for the industry. And 23andMe has a couple of motivations. Some are interested in the ancestry part, and there's also the health and genetics. The company's vision is that by seeing a DNA test, someone can prevent disease that could have happened later on. Because when I know there are health risks based on my family history, I can change diet and lifestyle to lower them. About 23andMe, give you a quick disclaimer before we offer a positive take. One warning with DNA testing services is that genetics is an extension of user data and privacy. So once you give your DNA results to a company, that company has it in their possession. And it is possible that companies could use that data to monetize it or the data could somehow be shared with others willingly or even accidentally. And if they do, then unintended parties could possibly see your info. Okay, so let's go back to Thalen's story about how he utilized 23andMe to find family members. Like Thalen, how did you begin your search for relatives? Like, can you walk us through your steps and your progress? So I got my kit when I did the spit stuff. And right. a little while later, I noticed there was a person that was pretty close genetically to me, around 10%. It doesn't sound like a lot because it's like, oh, 10%. But if you think about it, right, like a, a full brother is 50%, right? So a half brother would be 25%. Their children would be half of that, right? So in the 10 to 15% range. So it's pretty close genetically, right? Because you can only have, mm -hmm. you can't have 100%. That's you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I contact, or I, on 23andMe, you can share information with uh, another person who's a DNA relative. So I shared the information with this person and she shared back, but nothing really came of it after that. So I'd say maybe six months later, I finally was just like, you know, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just message her and just see, cause she didn't have any names that I was 
familiar with, right? So I just messaged her and I was like, hey, do you have any relatives that maybe aren't listed under the name Burns? Or alternatively, do you have a relative that may have been in the Hells Angels? I thought, you know, for a long shot, why not? So she got back to me and she was like, oh, well, I don't have any relatives with the last name Burns, but my grandfather was in the Hells Angels. And so I found that kind of interesting, you know, because the chances of that are pretty, mm-hmm. pretty slim, you know, like it's, 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 a, it's mm-hmm. a large club, but it's not that large. Right. So we got to talking when we got on Facebook, she saw my pictures and she kind of was uh, blown back and she sent me a picture of her grandfather when he was younger. It was probably the sixties, I think, just of that club in, I think Oakland or something like that. And, and he was there on the bottom right. And it just looks so close to me. And I was, I was just amazed by that. I was like, this is crazy. So then she, we were talking some more and she sent me another picture from high school of him and it was a dead ringer for me. And I just, that would, that just amazed me. Like I never, mm-hmm. I've never looked anything like my mother. And I always wondered, you know, where I got my looks from. And I knew exactly like right when she sent me that picture, I knew, you know, so I sent that picture to a few friends, you know, I just texted them. And one of my friends got back and was like, Hey, what are you doing in that crazy 1950s suit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was it was it was pretty pretty impressive the similarities between us. So you knew when you saw that picture, you were thinking, "This is my father." Hands down, it had to be because it just there was he was so similar, you know, just everything about his face. Right as he aged, he kind of looked a little bit less like me, but you know, you gain weight, you get old, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then got to talking with her dad, and he was pretty pretty excited about it too. So he, he got 23andMe and it came back that he was connected to me. 23andMe showed him as my grandfather or something, but <laughs> because it's like the distance is kind of the same, right? I guess half brother isn't as common as grandfather maybe. I'm not sure, but so we fixed that. So he thought that was, that was great. And we, we were, you know, connecting and stuff. And then he has a brother, Vince, who he got on 23andMe as well, because, you know, it's just like getting all these family members on there. We wanted some sort of definitive, like solid, like if one person, maybe two, maybe there's like a, maybe there's like some error, right? In the segments, like matching or something Mm -hmm. like that. But when the more people that start to come in, and then also we have connections with other people on our dad's side of the family that were also starting to become connected and stuff. Uh, between us. So it was very interesting. Then once Vince came on, he came up as even closer of a match than Devin, my other half-brother, the initial Mm -hmm. one. So it was just amazing. And now he's got him, his two daughters are both on it and they're connected to me. So it's just fascinating that this could bring us all together, right? So then after everyone does the results, Mm -hmm. so then what do you see on after everyone puts down their results on 23andMe and it's in the system, does that reveal the genetic, it confirms the genetic connections? Yeah. So Vince, 26.3% match. Devin is 21.6% match. His daughter, Deanna, is 10.8% match. And then Paulina is uh, 9.91%. So all of them are very close. And and both Devin and Vince fall into that half-brother category of being half of a whole brother, right? So mm-hmm. just a portion 
And I guess there's there's some serendipity with Paulina. How did she get interested in 23andMe? Was it random too? Yeah, I think she just did it just for the fun of it. And so it's like this whole like just kismet or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But where it would just everything sort of synced up and worked just kind of luckily worked out. Okay, so and these reunions, how long ago did that happen? Where you synced up 23andMe and you confirmed the relationships that you have? That was toward the end of last year, I want to say. Yeah. So have you met these people in person now that you've set up this relationship? Yeah. So Devin, shortly after, so I would say maybe a few months later, somewhere in April or something like that, he was taking his wife, Gina, to New York for her birthday. And so he stopped by and visited, got to meet his new niece, my daughter, and we just sort of hung out. It was great. So it was like not too long after that. And then after that, Paulina invited us to to her wedding. So we went down to North Carolina and met all the family that was there for the wedding. And uh, that was was great fun. Uh, Got to hang out and just enjoy the company of this new family. That's wonderful. So now, so your new family is in your, in the holiday rotation because they're located in different parts of the country. Yeah, that's tough. Because <laughs> yeah. we have like too many people to see now. I mean, growing up, I was always an only child for the most part. So, so it was um, weird to sort of like now I have all this family. I have to figure out how to see everyone. So you're more in demand. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, secondary to 23andMe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I gained even more brothers because my I had two twin brothers who were separated from our mom mm-hmm. by their father, and they hired a private investigator to find her, right? So then that happened, and I, I didn't even know about them because she, she had them before I was born. So then they found her, and so now I have another two brothers, so four. And then I got contacted by a younger brother who my mom, she gave him up to adoption to her but things went south, yada, yada. And he contacted me on Facebook. So now I have five brothers when I had none. Wow. I mean, five brothers when you had none before? It's amazing. Well, are they older or younger brothers? So four of them are older and then one is younger. So it's not bad to miss the being the younger brother and get beat up by your older brothers for the childhood part. And now <laughs> to enjoy. Right. I just, yeah, I just get to reap the rewards of like, the <laughs> portion of it. You know, so this is a marketing crowd and sometimes we think about tactics for if someone, a lot of it's curiosity, I think to your point, you know, we just have this cool tool like 23 and me or ancestry to, to see what's out there and what connections we potentially have. You know, so let's walk through some tactics of if someone else is looking, what they could do. So 23andMe, the user experience, like were were there areas of it that you that you utilize to reach Paulina? I mean, aside from the the sharing, which, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, that that really didn't prove much of anything. It was just the messaging. And then I just lucked out that she, you know, noticed the message in her email, right? Because that stuff can get moved to spam or it can you know, just kind of go by the wayside. Right. Well, first off, the DNA relatives part, I think is pretty cool with 23andMe. Where you, yeah. And that's, I think, where you were talking about the percentages of, yeah. you could see your half-brother had 26% of your DNA. And I think it goes from first cousin to fifth cousin. <laughs> so you can get, you know, you could have a thousand relatives that 
appear on 23andMe. And now that so many people are registering, now that it's more popular, there's more and more connections. Yeah, I have 1,281 relatives. Oh, okay. From closest, Devin and Vince, to a third too distant cousin with 0.25%. <laughs> you slightly edged me out. I have 1,193 relatives. <laughs> I think the email point is a good one because I feel like email is the leaky faucet of 23andMe because when you send that message to someone, there's no way they know it's coming. And if they're not checking their email and they don't log into 23andMe, they might never see that email or notice it. Or it could be in the spam folder for all we know. I was thinking if you use 23andMe, just whitelisting that address is a good idea or just opening it up so it, you know, so that if someone ever does send you a message, because with 23andMe, I noticed, and you were talking about with Paulina, how months can go by between this relative that you haven't met before. And, you know, it's, it's likely that communication isn't going to be fluid and that messages could, even if you connect with someone, they might not send you a, a message back for five weeks or two months. You know, so just to make sure that you actually see that message is one big part of it. Right. You could always, if you're fluent in the, let's say if you have Gmail or any, a lot of email clients, you can create filters that will send email from certain domains to, you know, like a folder or something like that. So then you mm. could easily see, oh, I have a notification from this particular thing. And so then it doesn't get, it might not necessarily get driven into the spam folder. Right. Like I think you were saying on our pre-call, like there's a really an element of luck to this that you're going to hope you find your Paulina, who is that one person who is connected and is going to get, who can give you information about other people and who's equally curious. Right. How about myheritage.com? I know that's another site. Is that a good compliment to 23andMe to find additional yeah, our father, he was uh, not in the best of shape before he passed away. So it was pretty difficult for Devin, our brother Vince, to get him to do any sort of, oh, I think maybe Devin did, I don't know, to get any sort of spit. Because with 23andMe, you need a substantial amount of, to send them. And so with my heritage, I believe they were able to use a swab, you know, mm -hmm. so they swab his mouth and then they sent it out. And on my heritage, you, you can just create an account and you can import your genetic information that you might get from 23andMe or something. And then you can be connected that way. So that's what I did so that we could have like even more definitive, since he wasn't able to do 23andMe, but he was able to do my heritage, we could get connected that way. And then we knew for sure. Right. So that's another service that you could utilize. Yeah. And 23andMe lets you export your genetic information into a file, which you can then import into another website. And I guess what happens with these services is you get your DNA relatives and it's these sometimes random names, you know, that you're getting familiar with. And email is the way that the primary way that you can do it right from the 23andMe service. But then what another approach is to look on social media or somewhere else, because that name could be in Facebook, it could be on another channel and also reachable or even Google, you know, if people Google names all the time. So, I mean, that's another thing. If, if someone is, if you're hitting a roadblock and doing a little bit research and trying to find someone who you think is a connection, I mean, I'm not a proponent of stalking on any level, but 
it's another way to reach people or confirm right. a connection. There's stalking, but then there's sleuthing. So let's say you have someone you've found and they seem to be very close to you, but they haven't responded. You have an idea that probably they just haven't received the, the notification or they missed the notification from 23andMe or whatever. So you can do a little bit of sleuthing, right? You can look up their name. You can even go so far as to see who is connected to them. If there's any somewhat closer relatives in their 23andMe, because you'll probably get multiple names that might come up on, say, Facebook or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so then you can sort of compare and contrast. Does this person on Facebook have these other names oh. as friends that are associated with them? right? You can also Google people's names and let's say you know maybe the location of where they are. I don't know if that shows up on 23andMe, but maybe it shows up on Facebook or something. And then you can sort of compare with all sorts of different information that'll come up in Google with like, uh, your information is everywhere. So you're not going to get away from that, but you can utilize that to help find people. Right. It's simpler now once you have a lead to look around and see where those names match up. And right, you're, you're just cross-referencing the family tree you saw on 23andMe to some semblance of it on Facebook or, or in another place. Right. That's a great idea. All right, so our tactics are, we have what? The DNA relatives, you can use email through that service, but watch out and keep tabs on that email so that you're seeing messages that are coming back and forth. There's myheritage.com. There's Paulina, the super connector, who's finding someone who can, finding that one person who can help you find other people. And then your tip about cross-referencing and looking on social media. That's great. Right. And you can, if you find these people on Facebook or you find they're sort of connecting people, I wouldn't be afraid to just send a friendly message and say, hey, you know, I noticed that we're connected on 23andMe. I was just seeing if maybe like you might want to Something sort of friendly, I guess, <laughs> that doesn't seem too stalky. But and 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 um, it depends. I mean, if you're really into it and you really want to connect with this person, you'll find a way. Just don't be a jerk. Yeah, I think there are people that are genuinely curious about it. And right in your family, you just need one or two people that would do it. And I think most people would be receptive to that that type of message from a close relative. Right. You know, if someone said we're related and it's a fifth cousin. Who knows? <laughs> and I don't know the background of the story, but. Tom Hanks, who is playing Mr. Rogers in the movie, he found out that he's related to Mr. Rogers. I'm, I'm not sure their level of connection, but he just found that out. The more you know. The more you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So I think as we wrap this episode up, really inspiring to hear the progress you made, finding five new brothers, being able to connect with your biological father too. That's amazing. Yeah. Got a bit lucky that it happened before he passed away. Yeah. That's so nice. How long before he passed away did it happen? Probably just a few months. Wow. I guess that's, you were talking about kismet. Yeah. A few months after we were all connected, Devin contacted me. I was like, you should probably go to California. And so I did. And I met him, but he was not in the best of shape. So, mm -hmm. But that's, yeah, it's wonderful that you got to see him before he passed on. Yeah. And then for the, the celebration mm -hmm. of life of him, we went and we were able to meet even more of our family and stuff. So that was, that was really nice. Okay. Now at this point you're stockpiling new family members, right? <laughs> from I this have event. so many family. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with them. I don't even remember all their names. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Well, Thalen, um, thank you for sharing your story. It gives us all hope. 
I didn't even get lucky like you. Um, but thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, no Great problem. to have you on. Yeah. Thanks again for everyone for listening and getting this far into the show. Really appreciate that. And happy to hear anyone's questions or comments on this topic. I mean, let us know if you've had any successes before or tips with finding relatives to 23andMe or any other service. Would love to hear them. That's all for now. Thanks so much. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is sponsored by Needle Movement. Needle Movement specializes in digital marketing and e-commerce consulting for brands that give back. Learn more about our highly affordable coaching packages for businesses of all sizes. If you like what you heard and you're here with me still, so you must have, head to needlemovement.com to find other episodes, show notes, guest info, and more. We're still in the early days of this podcast adventure, so we'd super appreciate if you headed over to iTunes or your favorite podcast app to subscribe and review the show. Be sure to tune in for our next episode on Wednesday.